0: Welcome to Public Safety Talk Radio, the podcast for all of our heroes in public safety, including law enforcement professionals, firefighters, EMTs, corrections officers, healthcare workers, and more. The show is produced by the POCUA and is founded upon its Soundless Initiative. This episode is sponsored by the Finest Service Organization, a provider of line-of-duty death loan protection through many of our POCUA institutions. I am Ken Bader, your host for Public Safety Talk Radio, and I have another really fun episode. Uh, I got a couple of my podcast friends, uh, much like you had seen in the last couple episodes. Uh, I had, had the perfect opportunity to interview both of these folks at CrimeCon. con they are the prosecutors and if you're not listening to the prosecutors you need to listen to that podcast even more so they will be featured in podcast magazine coming up in november issue so grab a copy of that and, you know, just one more point, you know, we have not had, to my knowledge, any prosecutors on this particular show. So this is going to be a nice and interesting and intriguing angle. Alice Brett, host of The Prosecutors, welcome to the show. Thanks yeah, so thanks much so for
1: much having, having
0: us. It is awesome. And it is my pleasure to be able to talk to you guys again, um, listening to your show, Um, Having the chance to sit down with you for about an hour, hour and a half at CrimeCon, I learned so much. And I think that the first and obvious question, you know, being prosecutors, you know, I'm assuming you're working a little bit more than, you know, 20, 30 hours a week. You're not quite quitting. You know, you got full time (laughs) jobs. You know, what in the heck possessed you to do a podcast on top of that?
2: (laughs) Alice twisted my arm. I, I couldn't say no. She she forced it's quite me.
0: Quite the do opposite.
2: It. Did did you ever did you
0: ever get your, your shoulder realigned from that twist? Because <laughs> I've a, I've better in person. She's she's a tough person.
2: You don't say no to Alice. I think that
1: everybody knows. Also that. quite literally half bread size, but <laughs> funny that you asked that. But you pack a punch. <laughs> Well, thank you for that. Well, no, that's a, that's a great question. And, you know, we do have full-time jobs, full-time families. We both have young children, Um, but, you know, we really saw a void uh, in the true crime world. There are just really countless podcasts out there in the true crime realm, especially, but we noticed that, you know, people kind of brought up the same questions. They wanted to understand why investigative steps were taken. They wanted to understand, you know, why certain things were happening or not happening in trials and investigations. And oftentimes there was a lot of people who had no actual knowledge about the law, just pontificating or worse, kind of attacking law enforcement or the prosecution or even the defense for things that actually have a really simple answer rooted in the law, the constitution, um, in things that we think basic civics, you know, um, should be should be known to everybody. Mm. And so we thought we do this on a daily basis. We love this stuff. And we think that we can actually be educating um, people to make them better you know, civic citizens and uh, not only understanding true crime, but understanding the society that they live in.
2: Yeah, and I think it's really important, and it's really important for what everybody listens to this does. It's important that people have some basic understanding of the system and how it works, and they have some faith in it, some trust in it, because if mm-hmm. they don't, and everybody knows this, whether you're a prosecutor or law enforcement or, or anything, if the citizenry doesn't trust you and they don't understand and they think you're not on their side, you're against them, it makes your job really hard, and mm-hmm. it makes it really hard to to protect them. And so that opportunity to sort of just give some people some insight, I mean, I remember... I read something or I was listening to something and they were talking about how this investigator must not have known what he was doing. Because the last question he would ask everybody was, is there anything I should have asked you? And they just thought that was the dumbest question. And in reality, that's pretty much the last question that every investigator asks any witness just to make sure there's not (laughs) anything else out there. But they didn't know that, right? I mean, they were completely ignorant of that. And I think having that opportunity to sort of just shine a little bit of light on, on what happens behind the scenes was something that we really wanted to do. And we love this stuff anyway. So why not talk about it outside of work?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember listening to the first episode of the prosecutors that I had ever personally listened to. Um, and it was actually on the drive from Los Angeles to, to Vegas, uh, to go to crime con and, uh, and see you folks. And I remember thinking, he's like, wow, this is really different and intriguing. Now, I don't know if I'm intrigued because I'm nuts and I actually like this stuff, too. Uh, <laughs> but you know, as I found out in CrimeCon, when you you know almost got tackled by a bunch of fans, uh, that there's a lot of people that are intrigued by this. And I, I think that's a good thing um you know i i really like your education slant you know it's like yeah how many people you know come up to you and say wow you know i never thought of that or you know wow i find this really interesting you ever have anybody come up and say wow you're boring as crap
1: <laughs> yeah my family all the
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, but that's because they hear this stuff all the time
2: <laughs> and look i mean that's what we thought was going to happen when we started doing it we were very sort of shy about talking too much about the law and too much mm-hmm. about the process but we talk about it a little bit and then people were like we want to hear more of that like, tell us more of that and so we've started incorporating it more and more and, and and now we even have a second podcast which is really a lot about that kind of stuff and i think the fact that there are so many people out there hungry to hear this stuff is a really good yeah. thing it shows that people want to know how this stuff works they want to understand the system and the process
1: and you know that's that's so true because we would joke in our episodes early on, we'd say, okay, guys, here's the law nerd part. We're going to try to make mm-hmm. it quick. And then we'll, we'll zoom past it. And it was really the law nerd stuff that we would get all these emails about saying, actually, can you teach me more about what 404 mm-hmm. B means? That's a very like specific statute, you know, mm-hmm. and people wanted a specific um, rule of evidence that people wanted to know about. And what we found was that people wanted to know this stuff and it makes total sense. The law and court opinions and everything that happens in our judiciary is supposed to be accessible to the common Mm -hmm. person and that's why juries are made up of your peers they're not made up of lawyers or judges or people who pass some sort of licensure to be able to be on a jury the whole purpose is these are the laws that we all live by so we should be able to understand it it should be accessible to us and we get these really awesome emails from people who say I got my first jury summons today and for the first time I was excited because I yeah. understood what was being asked of us I understood the import I understood what was at stake here and I understood my role as a citizen and I got to educate you know my veneer of 50 or 60 other potential jurors on what we were doing and everyone was very excited and to see kind of the the person who previously maybe didn't understand the law turn into the teacher is I mean like that's incredible because you know we we can talk all day long into a microphone but if people don't really take it to heart and begin to understand the society around them better, then then, you know, that's 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 really the reward we have right there.
0: Yeah, agreed. I'm, I'm not intrigued enough to want to know even what the hell 404B statute is, uh, but I would like to think and I, and I think I'm not patting myself too much on the back. But, you know, having done work with law enforcement for 20 years and having covered true crime for now about three years that, you know, while I may bluntly not know as much as your avid listeners uh, or you too, since you actually have law degrees, but I think I know more than the average person. And so it'll be funny, you know, I'll talk to, I'll be watching something with my wife, like your, your typical Dateline or snapped or, you know, one of these things. And she's a highly intelligent person, more intelligent than me, but, you know, she'll say, well, why did they do that? Why did the prosecutor do this? And why did they do that? And I'll say, well, you know, I could, I could understand why you're upset, but that's not the law. You know, there's there's a reason why like for instance in one of the shows that I just watched they they brought somebody in on a real small warrant but you know you bring them in on something stupid and little because you could hold them for a little while and then you can gather evidence while this person's actually incarcerated for a little while so I think you know having some of that basic knowledge you know is is a damn good thing in our society <laughs>
2: you No, know, we agree hundred percent I mean uh, and and <laughs> And I think just, and one thing that we come back to a lot is there is just so much, in my opinion, unjustified distrust of police, prosecutors, the courts, everything, and there's just a drumbeat of that, and we don't try and go into this with an agenda, and we're not trying to convince anybody of anything, we just want to sort of lay out the facts and why things happen the way they do and point to the law and point to you, you know, why certain people are doing certain things so that people can sort of come to their own conclusion. And if that, just doing that I think sets us apart from a lot of people who, who do I think have an agenda and it's an agenda that I don't think is, is very good uh, for society in general. And particularly if, if you want to make sort of, you know, community safer, and if you want to make the job of police safer, Um, so that's another thing that we try and do.
1: Yeah. I mean, something that we do that not a lot of, you know, some podcasts do this, but not everyone does it. We put all of our firsthand resources on our website, you know, so we have Mm -hmm. trial transcripts, we have the police reports, everything that's available publicly. We try to compile it and we say it, don't take our word for it. You know, we've read these, um, sources so that we can report from the source, but you need to go read it as well. If you're hearing all these headlines, like, you know, police lied in their report, go read the report. Go try and figure out what they're trying yeah. to say. And, you know, our second podcast that Brett mentioned, Prosecutors Legal Briefs, the purpose of that one, besides, you know, educating more deeply on the law, is actually to try and debunk a lot of these clickbait articles that mm. they sell clicks, you know, and it's great, but it doesn't quite tell the story. And that does do a disservice because those clickbait articles, a lot of people just look at the headlines and they kind of get it, get into a frenzy about the state of our... Um, our judicial system and there's so much more behind it and there's usually you know a lot of falsity in those clickbait articles and we try to debunk it and show you where you can find the answer and it takes a little bit more digging but it is it's good um to to know what the truth is behind it
0: now a word from one of the POCUA's proud business partners officerprivacy.com officerprivacy.com was founded by pete james a law enforcement professional with over 25 years of experience. Pete wanted to find a way to help law enforcement officers protect themselves and their families. So he formed a team to create a way to quickly identify and remove their information from certain sites. OfficerPrivacy.com is the result. This service is already offered through a select few of our POCUA organizations. As a listener of Public Safety Talk Radio, you can take advantage of a special offer from officerprivacy.com. Go to officerprivacy.com slash P-O-C-U-A, and when you sign up, you'll get two additional bonuses. In addition to removing your personal information from the top 30 people search sites, they will give you your first two months of monitoring free. This is a value of $39.98. In addition to that, you'll receive a cell phone privacy device, a $19.99 value. This prevents data from leaving your cell phone when you use public charging stations and is a must when traveling. So go to officerprivacy.com slash POCUA today to take advantage of this offer and to protect your privacy organizations who are members of the POCUA and are interested in offering the service directly to their members, contact us at POCUA at btcinc.org. In writing the article that will come out in November, I went back to the recording And um, Brett, you were in there every once in a while, but there was like a half hour diatribe by Alice on critical thinking that I really, really enjoyed. (laughs) And and unfortunately, I found a way to condense the most salient points into the article. Uh, But I love what you say about critical thinking. And yeah, I believe in our society, there's so much, uh, there's so much knowledge that's available, but there's very little wisdom, and for people to take that and then take it to the next step. Uh, you know, for instance, you know, I, I I really appreciated what you talked about in terms of the police and being a supporter of law enforcement. I'm not a blind supporter. You you do something wrong, you do something outside the law, uh, I'm going to call you on it. Um, but within the law, there, there's certain things that, that need to that, that do make sense. And I'll, I'll use an example. I mean, here in California, a number of years ago, some California highway patrol officers got caught fudging overtime. Well, that's wrong i'm gonna you know i'm a taxpayer i pay that that's that's a big problem and we're supposed to trust you guys yeah that is a huge huge issue that i'm gonna call you out on but yeah those two cops in atlanta a couple years ago if you remember that case i think somebody fell asleep in a car in a wendy's um and they treated him with very very high respect and treated him like a human being and then he stole their one of the officers tasers And started shooting back at him. Well, officers have a right under the law to protect themselves. And that's a weapon. So he got shot. And, you know, these are things that people, you know, need to understand, you know, the common sense, critical thinking, understanding that every situation isn't cookie cutter like the other. Um, and I love what you're passing along in terms of, you know, and I think you even said that don't just take our word for it. You know, if, if you want to dig in and challenge us, be a critical thinker, you know, go ahead, but you know, have the facts, have some logic behind it. Yeah. I don't know if there's a question in my ramble, but yeah, that was, (laughs) that was, that was top of mind in, uh, in, in the conversation that I had with you two.
1: Yeah, no, we'll, we'll take compliments all day long. You can talk (laughs) as long as you want on those, but I think that's exactly right. You know, we have, um, most access to information that we've ever had in history and you have a lot of people talking at you um but not a lot of people asking you to think for yourselves and it's a muscle Uh, your brain is a muscle that has to be exercised Um, being a critical thinker is uh, something that you can get better at over time and we try to do this throughout our episodes you know that's why we explore multiple theories um through all of our cases even if we think a theory you know, can be debunked. We want to present it first because you may have a different point of view and we want you to be able to have access to that theory and then think for yourself. And we see this all the time. You know, we'll have people in our fan page group say, oh no, Brett and Alice are going to be so mad at me because I disagree with their outcome. we're like, whoa, we think you completely misunderstand Mm -hmm. us. We want you to challenge us because in no way do we think Brett and Alice have all the answers. We talk and we discuss and we try to give people an insight into how we reach our conclusions. It's like, a math proof right you're trying mm-hmm. to show all your work as opposed to that clickbait article that just says this is the conclusion and so by showing you how we think and how we've been trained to think as lawyers we're hoping that you learn from these you know ways that people are asked to think over time and if you find fault in it to absolutely dig in and challenge us
2: and i think part of that also is is having respect for people you disagree with which i think is so important it seems more and more these days there is this notion that if I disagree with you, then you must have, or one of us has a moral failing. You know yeah. I mean? If, if I'm right and you're wrong, then you're an immoral person and we can't disagree as friends and we can't debate issues and we can't talk about facts and see how we come out. And I think the part of the sort of critical thinking, when you look at things, you can see the other side, even if you disagree yeah. with it. You know, even if you look at a court case and you think, man, you know, this should have gone the other way. Cause when I look at the evidence, I don't see that there's enough to convict this person. Right. And you think there is enough evidence. Well, both of us can have that view without you thinking, since you think there's enough evidence, you must be corrupt or mm-hmm. you must be biased in some way against this person, or this must be about politics or whatever. Right. And personally, I mean, I just think in today's society, if, if you are thinking critically about things, I also think it lowers the heat a little bit and Mm -hmm. it enables us to, to be what I feel like we've been for basically the entirety of the country, which is people who can disagree, but still, you know, understand that that doesn't mean that, that you're a bad person or I'm a bad person. And so that's another thing that, that we try and do. And I think we see that some on the fan page. I mean, we see people, Mm-hmm. Having these sort of disagreements where they aren't disagreeable, where they aren't yelling and screaming at each other. And, and that's something that I'm proud of as well.
0: Well, well, maybe you're starting a new trend with the, the prosecutors. You know, I I proudly, both on this show and in, in other circles, label myself as a, a moderate Republican. And I am very pleased that many of my friends are moderate Democrats. And many times we find it's like, you know what, 70 to 90 percent of this stuff, we're kind of on the same page. There's like 10 or 20 percent that, you know, all right, well, we'll just agree to disagree. But there's logic behind our reasonings and we'll just stay away from that. But there's, you know, always seems to be that one moderate Democrat that wants to say, all right, I I've agree with you 95 percent, but I'm going to stick in that five percent. Rome, uh and not like you, but to, to get to an actual question, to get it back to your show, your show and, and the great things that you're doing, you know, it to it, 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 kind of tie that in, it seems to be difficult for some people to to really embrace the facts um it it, you know why do you think that is because you know some things just i mean facts are facts right i mean i'll I'll call on alice on this one because you dug into this in the interview uh and then brett will come back to you eventually but yeah you know why why do why do people in your opinion seem to have such a problem sometimes embracing simple facts
1: I really can't remember what I said in the interview, so if this is like completely opposite with what I said earlier, you can just call BS on the previous. Answer. Okay,
0: yeah, we'll just we'll just pull the article. You know, it's 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 early enough. We just won't have a true crime section in Podcast Magazine November. Go ahead. You know,
1: kind of like what Brett was saying. Um, Part of, part of the point of um, what we're trying to do is to make sure that there's dialogue even when you disagree with someone, to have civil dialogue. Mm-hmm. And so the, the first part is that I don't think people want to ignore facts. I think especially in the true crime realm, people feel very passionately about these cases and there's a lot to be passionate about. Wrongful convictions, Absolutely, that's something to be passionate about. Victims' mm-hmm. rights, absolutely, something to be passionate about. And I think sometimes when people are left to their own devices and don't fully understand the parameters of the judicial system or what the police are doing, they can begin to see and shade. Um, you know, their passion is kind of shaded by it. If they if they think, oh, th- there's a wrongful conviction here, therefore all law enforcement is always out to frame you know, individuals in a, a, a particular, you know, subgroup of people. Yeah. And that, that can cause, you know, those passions are important and they have led to massive and great changes for individual defendants in cases, for victims, and it has led to some great change in the true crime world. But I think some of that passion can cause blinders to be put on. And that happens to every single one of us. We are all susceptible to bias and to blinders that we're not aware of. But that's why healthy and civil discussion is so important, because we're able to help each other see what our biases are and what our preconceived notions are that might not be completely fair in shaping the issue. Um, And so I think that's, that's, you know, a very kind of put a positive spin on it as to why people do that. (laughs) Um, and Why that is, is because we also say this in a lot of our cases, if there's some sort of question as to what happened in a particular true crime story, there's going to be all these facts and it's going to be impossible to fit all of the facts into the case because there's going to be a lot of extraneous and you know, just unimportant facts that we don't know are unimportant because we don't know what actually happened. And so what you're supposed to do in an investigation is put every all the chips on the table, try to figure it all out. And so when people are trying to fit all of these puzzle pieces into a picture that may not actually involve that puzzle piece, there is a lot of disagreement as to what those facts are. And so sometimes in reality, a fact really can be dismissed because it has nothing to do with the case at hand. But which of those facts can be, you know, a- extracted is is a really hard question. And so I think that's where a lot of the debate comes in and it's a valid debate. Um, and I think it comes from a good place, but it can lead to sometimes intense you know, discussions.
0: This has been part one of our interview with the prosecutors. Part two of our interview with the prosecutors will air next week in episode 92 of Public Safety Talk Radio. Public Safety Talk Radio is produced by the POCUA. POCUA is a consortium of financial institutions serving law enforcement, as well as other first responders and public safety professionals. To learn more about our association and to find one of our credit unions or service providers near you, go to www.policecreditunions.com. And always remember, if you aren't working with one of our POCUA credit unions, you're just banking with an institution that just so happens to serve first responders. As a public safety professional, you and your family deserve better. Find a POCUA credit union today.